0: Stronger than darkness, do every more. Our sins, they are many, His mercy is more. Praise the Lord.
1: Jesus, we thank you so much for the stillness right now where we can acknowledge you as our Savior and just knowing that the job is done is finished. We get the rest in that and that your grace has been so good to us because of your blood, we're washed, you've done everything for us and we just get to just do life with you. Even tonight, we pray that we would just... We would seek you right now. We're all in this place. We came here for one reason, and that's to to meet you, to see you, and nothing else. We pray that we would get a little closer to you. We'd have, you know, heaven on earth right now with you in this mist. You know, your Holy Spirit would dwell with us right now. We pray that you would speak to every single one of us. You would do a working in our heart tonight. Pray you'd reveal things to us that were in secret, and you would make it into the light for us. Uh, Reveal to us our our sins that are against you, that anything that grieves you, Lord, we pray that we would run towards you and run away from everything else. Help us to fall in love with our first love. And as you, Jesus, you loved us because, and we loved you because you first loved us. And I love that you chased after us, Lord. And we pray that we would chase after you with all the same heart. So even tonight, God, help us do everything we can to just keep everything from distracting us, but really to just focus on you tonight. And meet our Savior. We praise your name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Acts 26, 19-32 Therefore, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but declared first to those in Damascus, then in Jerusalem, and throughout all the region of Judea, and also to the Gentiles, that they should repent and turn to God, performing deeds in keeping with their repentance. For this reason, the Jews seized me in the temple and tried to kill me. To this day, I've had the help that comes from God. And so I stand here testifying both to small and great, saying nothing but what the prophet and Moses said would come to pass, that the Christ must suffer and that by being the first to rise from the dead, he would proclaim light both to our people and to the Gentiles. And as he was saying these things in his defense, Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, you are out of your mind. Your great learning is driving you out of your mind. But Paul said, I am not out of my mind. Most excellent Festus. But I am speaking true and rational words. But the king know about these things, and to him I speak boldly. For I am persuaded that none of these things has escaped his notice. For this has not been done in a corner. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know that you believe. And Agrippa said and to Paul, in a short time, would you persuade me to be a Christian? And Paul said, With a short or long, I would to God that not only you, but also all who hear me this day, I become such as I as I am, except for these chains. Then the king rose, and the governor, and Bernice, and those who sitting with them. And when they were had drawn, withdrawn, they said to one another, This man is doing nothing to deserve death or imprisonment. And Agrippa said to Festus, this man could have been set free if he had not appealed to Caesar.
2: Acts 26. Keep your attention on the text. Let's let's pray. We believe in the Holy Spirit. We believe that the words that we read and these verses in front of
3: us right now is inspired by God. 2 Timothy 3 says, all scripture is breathed out by God and it is profitable. God, we believe, but help us overcome our unbelief. Because we may say that, but right now in attitude or maybe even the way in which we listen, it's as if we don't believe that these words are Power. That it has the ability to cause a dead person to come to life. It has the ability to transform us from the inside out. It has the opportunity and ability tonight to make sure that none of us leave this worship hall the same. That's the Bible. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. And if you have anybody's attention right now, even just a tad, That is a gift and a work of God. But we pray you'd have all of us right now. A wholehearted, pure, and undivided devotion to you, Jesus. Though we can't see you with our naked eye just yet, King Jesus, help us to believe you're here, that you're among us. We pray that you would deliver us from mindless uh, Bible study, heartless Bible study pray that you would help me to get out of the way of your word, but use me as a means of revealing it and showing it and lifting it up. I pray that every point, every observation, everything that's preached and taught tonight would actually be there in the Bible, would actually be there in the text. And all my brothers and sisters, and even our friends visiting tonight would see it for themselves. We're not here to learn or glean from any wisdom of man. We're not here to be entertained. We're not here to play games. We're not here to feel better about ourselves by trying to do something more healthy or positive. We need God. We need your word. We need power. We need life. We need real love and transformation. So do it now. God, nobody here knows what the next hour holds. Nobody here knows what tomorrow holds. We have just this moment right now. Life is so fast. And so it'll do us right to live in this moment. So help us, Lord Jesus, to be here, to be in your presence and to be here together. Thank you so much for Wednesday nights. Thank you so much for the, by your grace, two years so far, trek through this book and help us, Lord, to uh, just take one more step through it. Let it be a big one, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen so that is correct it uh last september marked the two-year mark of our bible study through the book of acts so uh, we started 1-1 literally two years ago no, now we're two years and one month uh, we've studied through other books like philippians like john um james uh, i'm sure maybe there was another one I, I can't think of it right now but um ephesians did we do ephesians OK, yeah, not, not this group, but and now we're doing acts. And so uh, we're going to finish this chapter. We've been in this chapter for four weeks. So even if you're hopping in right now and you missed the first three weeks, that's OK. Um Paul's going to summarize it all up tonight. And uh, if you want to hit any of those previous teachings, you can you can access that online. So I'm going to pick up on uh, Tate's note right there. So from 26, one through. 11, actually from Acts 1 all the way to 26. It's all been about the gospel of Christ going from Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria to the ends of the earth. The good news of the the light of the gospel going out. That's the big thrust. And by the power of the Holy Spirit through the apostles, through the church. That's the whole book of Acts. It's action. Acts is action. Action of God. God in action. Through the church. Through bus up bratas like Paul. Cause if you've been tracking with his story from back into chapter nine, this dude was the last dude you'd be expecting to be doing what he's doing in chapter 26, preaching to the King, to the, to, to the government officials and pff, a huge multitude right now. That's the context that's where we're in. And so what we've been looking at is in this whole chapter of what an awesome anointed fisher of man looks like. And we borrowed that language from Jesus in Matthew four, where he says, if you follow me, if you're really a follower of Christ, this is what I'm going to make you to be. I'm not going to show you how to do it. I'm going to make this is who you are. You're a fishers of men. It means you care about not just catching people and getting people to follow your Facebook. Not that. That's not fishers of men. You want people to be hooked on Christ. And that's what you're about. And that's what we're seeing Paul do so beautifully here. Verse 1 through 11, we saw him carefully constructing a bridge to connect Agrippa and the hearers to Christ 12 to 16. We saw that he had a clear understanding of his conversion. And then last week, 16 to 18, we saw that he had a a very clear understanding of his commission. 19 to 32. This is like the big booming drop the mic climax moment. He's going to do it. He's going to go fishing. I mean, he's been fishing, but what he's going to do tonight is he's going to cast the net. He's going to confident, casting out and drawing of the net. I told you guys that, um, my only real experience of fishing, this kind of fishing was, um, McKinley freshman year, um, with the bamboo stick and the line and the King's Hawaiian bread. And, you know, so I, I mean, I wouldn't even consider myself a fisherman at that point because I I caught nothing, no Hanapa'a, um, but I am more familiar with spearfishing. Okay. Much more familiar with spearfishing. And I'd say that because I actually have had a 'a, Hanapa'a, a catch. Uh, a harvest. Um, but if I were to take you along with me and say, you know, we're going to go fishing today, and if I told you, you know, but we're going to go out, um, but with no kui you'd be like, what's a kui Leo, what's a kui Okay, so it's, it's a string that you do what? Yeah, you string the fish on, meaning, um, we're, if I said we're going to have no um but we're going to go out and we're going to cut all the lines on the spears and we're just going to go out with our spears and shoot stuff, what would you call that? Pointless. Uh, I would say I would even call that brutality to creation. what we're just gonna go shoot fish. Like, you know, can you can you imagine if I was a, a fisherman and I knew, and I did know how to throw net? What if I said, okay, we go we will throw net and then
2: we just true the net? Oh, nice troll, bro You get another one? Oh, yeah, let me see that one. wow Oh, okay, we go home. Can you imagine? What would that be called?
3: Trying pointless. <laughs> right? But see, but see, I, I don't think we're so far from that as a Christian community, as people who have the gospel, the news that is above all news. I don't think we're that far in our evangelism. I think actually that's that's almost spot on in how we do evangeliz- evangelism nowadays as a church. You know, we just spit all these amazing, awesome biblical facts of who God is. He is love, that's true. He is holy. He is righteous. He's worth it all. He's worthy of all your time and affection right now. He's worthy of all your attention. See, I'm preaching it. I'm spitting it. But that's not evangelism. God loves you. That's true. He has a plan for your life. That's definitely true. Way better than you have ever mapped out for yourself. You see, I'm I'm preaching, but I ain't evangelizing. That's not evangelism. Evangelion. It's preaching of a good news. But see, this is what preach, this is what separates preaching from just lectures or just, just um, making proclamations. Evangelism is this you cast the net, but then you draw that thing. You cast the line and you hope the hook in real. Now, don't get me wrong here. We're not the ones doing the catching. John chapter six, verse 44 says, no one comes to the father unless the father who sent me draws him. So if you came tonight because a friend invited you and you're feeling compelled and drawn, or you're starting to perk up and pay attention um, and your friend has been praying for you, talking to you, they've been the means of God drawing you, but it's been God. And, and the, the big means by which God wants to draw the fish, draw the catch harvest the souls is true evangelical preaching which says this god is righteous and holy there is none like him and we are not in our fallen state we've rebelled we're under his wrath problem but here's the answer here's the solution god in his love provided his son his perfect sinless son that's christmas story and he lived on this earth 30 years 33 years And he chose to go to a tree and bleed out and die, not deserving of it. But the purpose, the reason why he did it was to purchase souls, to save souls. And he did die. He did get buried, but he didn't stay there. He actually broke free. Three days later, he he risen from the grave. He ascended and he now has the righteousness and the power to offer forgiveness of sins. I paid it in full with my blood. Repent. Trust in me. But see, that even itself, that's not, that's not evangelism yet. But what? I just laid out the whole gospel, but that I didn't evangelize. Here's evangelism, what we saw Paul say. Agrippa, do you believe? You see that? True gospel preaching, it speaks to the will. It, it, it calls the person to do something. Local people is like this. So what? So what now? What you going to do, brother? That's evangelism. When you draw it, by the power of the Holy Spirit, you cast that net and you draw, God does the saving. But this is evangelism, guys. And I think, and if we're honest, we are soft in this part for many reasons. We're afraid. We're scared. You don't want to call someone to something. You don't want to speak to someone's heart. It's a, it's a lot easier just to, you know, but look at it like this. Can you imagine um, when I was wooing my wife and I was pursuing her and I wanted her to be my wife? Can you imagine if I was just talking all about how great and awesome you are, Sam, and how great and awesome I think we would be together? And, and I tried everything I could to communicate to her. Like, I think we're a great fit. But nothing's going to move forward. Nothing's going to happen until what? I get on my knee and I say, will you? Will you marry me? You see that? So it is with Christ. So it is when we love the lost and we speak the truth of God to them. We got to get to this point where Paul gets to, where he's not just there to spit facts about Jesus. He's there to tell them who he is and then call them to
2: respond. Do you believe? So we're going to walk through this text and I want you to see Paul
3: casting a net, casting the net of the gospel of Jesus Christ and pulling, drawing. Again, I just want to make this clear. When we go out and evangelize and love the lost, we're not saving nobody. It ain't us. But we are the means by which God does it. That's why Romans says, how are they going to know unless someone preaches? How beautiful are the feet of those who go and bring it. And when we bring it, It has the great implication of you and I speaking to the will of a person's heart. So we're going to walk through this. We're going to see some observations, but I do want to get to, and you can highlight this. Um, This is going to be the big part, verses 24 to 28. That's where we're going to try to camp out the most. I don't want to rush through these things, but I'm going to try to just kind of go through them. But but that's where we're going to
2: see the drawing, the casting of the net. And, and, and to connect it with last week,
3: the reason why Paul lives like this, guys, is because he is first so staggered and stunned by the way in which God has hooked him. See, people who evangelized like this are the people who took a good long stare at their own lives and realized I am saved totally by grace. He's not just giving a presentation. He's not doing a sales pitch. He's trying to love King Agrippa and all who are hearing small and great. Let's let's walk. Verse 19, therefore, we already covered that in light of all that, in light of my conversion, my commission. Oh, King Agrippa, I'm not disobedient. It's like, dude, King Agrippa, I just told you that whole thing. I ain't gonna disobey Jesus. I mean, shoot, he should have finished me, right? Anglin disobey the heavenly vision, the word that came from God, verse 20, but declared first to Damascus, Jerusalem, and throughout all Judea and to all the Gentiles. Does that kind of ring a bell? Does that order ring a bell? Jerusalem, Judea, and Judea. And that's Acts 1-8 right there. Paul's on the team now. Isn't that epic? He was all anti-Acts 1-8, and now he is like Acts 1-8 pride, one of the, one of the, one of the foremost big hitters. I I never disobeyed King Jesus, so I went crazy. I started just casting the net everywhere. Damascus, Jerusalem, Judea, Gentiles, that they should repent and turn to God. You see that? That's what he was doing in his evangelism. He's casting the net, and he's
2: drawing them. He's calling them to the repentance. He's not shy. He's not afraid. Why?
3: Because it's life or death. He loves these people. Brothers, sisters, it's not unloving to call someone to repentance just recently i had a brother come up to me recently and said look me in the eye and tell me straight what's what's my problem what do i need to repent from and i marvel
2: at that to be hungry to respond see when we cast the net we have no idea what hearts are
3: there anyway he's doing that and then Performing deeds and keeping with repentance, right? The the gospel he's preaching, it's not a one-time thing. It's not something you jones for once a a year to go to a conference and have an emotional high. It's something that's lifelong. But I just want us to see first thing in verse 19 and 20, Paul's obedient to the command of Christ. And I just got to ask the question, can we say this with a clear conscience? Paul was saved and he was sent and he went. How about you? No matter if you've been walking with the Lord for a week, No matter if you've been walking the Lord for 10 years, 20 years, 40 years. That's even worse if you have not yet went. Can we, like Paul right here in this text, say, I was not disobedient
2: to the heavenly vision. That's just a good, hard devotional question us Christians got to ask. Have you been fishing? was the last time your heart burned to share what you call the good news with someone. And if you're guilty, that's okay. He paid it all for that. So repent and get out there, child of God. You are an evangelist. You are an ambassador. You are the light of the world. This is who you are. We are. Don't believe the lies. Well, I ain't like him. I ain't like her. I'm this, I'm that. Stop. You're a city on a hill. You're the salt of the earth. You have a treasure in a jar of clay. You got something good to share. That's who you are. Paul was obedient. Are we?
3: Let's keep moving. Verse 21, and the reason the Jews seized me in the temple and tried to kill me, just pause here really quick, and we've hit this note a lot, but Paul is trying to tell King Agrippa, okay, this is why they're all hating me. This is why they're locking me up. This is why they're trying to lynch me. Point two, he's in chains for the cause of Christ. We've seen that so many times throughout the book of Acts. But we just got to say it if the Bible says it again. But I want to point this out. Paul is trying to make very clear, not to just Agrippa, but everyone who's listening at the gathering, everyone who's reading it tonight, that he's in chains for the cause of Christ. He's not there because he's, he's not in chains because he's a zealot and he did, he, he went to do some rioting. He's not there because he's been a fool. He's not there because he's been a danger to anyone. He's purely there for the cause of Christ. That's important. That's important. He wants to make sure, because he's at a a formal court case right now, for the record. I just want to state for the record, I'm not here as a criminal. I'm here because I'm a Christian. And I know that's hard for us to grasp right now because in our little area of the world and in our precious, beautiful island,
2: we're not in chains for the cause of Christ yet. And I want to say that with relevance
3: yet. Because brothers, sisters, if we're reading the Bible right and we're really walking with Christ, this is Christianity. I'll live and die for this. Paul writes in Philippians, don't let it be just poetic, beautiful words, so it's got to be real. To live as Christ, to die is gain.
2: We want to be able to say like the apostles, I was counted worthy to suffer for the cause of Christ. I ain't going to act like I know what the future has. Think of the last two, think
3: of two years ago. Did you think the world to be the the way it was? Did you guess that? Did we guess that? So who's to say in two years, me, I'm in chains, zooming you guys on Wednesday night. If they even let me do that. But you see, I got to read the Bible and prep my heart and say, Lord, make me a man, make me a Christian, make me a fisher of men, Or if I go out casting the net to draw it, if I end up in chains, all glory be to Christ. Just make sure it's chains because of Christ, not chains because we're being fools. Just something to chew on and consider. Romans 8:18. 8, I consider that the sufferings of this present time ain't worth comparing to the glory that'll be revealed. This is all flowing from Paul's lips. I love this man. I love this guy because he really sees it. I will spend it all for the cause of Christ. Before we move on, just think about this. Think of the things you're spending your life for. Put a blank. Give yourself to the cause of occupation. Just just for a moment, okay? How long do you think that cause will matter? I give myself to the cause of bawling because people say that all the time. All his life. How long do you think that cause is gonna last or matter? I give myself to the cause of
2: blank, 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 whatever it is you're you're spending yourself for, brother, sister, tonight. The cause of Christ. Oh, I gotta remind myself of this. Those chains is nothing. Paul
3: ain't tripping about these chains. You know why? Because it's light and momentary. It's just this can come off sooner or later. What Paul's about is eternity. The cause of Christ will matter a hundred years from now. The cause of Christ will matter a thousand years from now. The cause of Christ will matter a million years from now, a billion years from now. It matters for eternity. So I'll give myself to that. I'll give all my bloods. That's guts and blood together, my bloods. I'll give all my bloods, blood and guts and all. Why? Why will I give myself to that? when I put my children to bed at night and sing praise songs over them and recite scripture? Why will I give all my energy and affection to preparing a study for us in the middle of the week or on a Sunday morning or give all my energy and affection to that coffee meeting with him or her or that conversation outside with the the neighbor that comes over? Why would people like Mama Ben walk around our community and pray? Why would Makamai ministry exist? Why does international ministries exist that our brother John Allison's doing for the college students? Why? Why does any of that matter? It's the cause of Christ. And if we end up in chains, thanks be to God. And if you want to put a bullet in my head, make my day.
2: Because to be absent from the body is present with the Lord. That's the Christian perspective. I've been to one funeral this week already and I have one more on the horizon.
3: And what, what what causes me to go to those things somberly but filled with so much peace and joy is that these two souls
2: knew Christ. So he was obedient. He was in chains for this cause. And here we go
3: to the meat of the text tonight. Verse 22 So to this day, to this very day, King Agrippa, I've had the help that comes from God. That is just so sound theology right now, right there. It's just to this very day, up until this very moment, God has been helping me. Do you just know that truth for yourself? Think of your whole life. Let it just race back, whether it's 30 years, 60 years, three years, just let it all run back. Up until
2: this moment tonight, friend, you have had the help of God. This is how Paul thinks now. It's how he sees life now.
3: But not just help for help's sake. I've had the help that comes from God. And so I stand testifying. What does that mean? I was helped by the hand of God to preach the gospel of Christ. God has been helping me up until this point to cast the net and to draw it. God is not helping us so that we can just idly dilly dally with our lives and skip stones at the beach into the sunset and then go. See, the Christian perspective, the Christian worldview, we realize We're saved for a reason. He thought of you before the foundations of the world, and he called you, he chose you, he sent his son, he purchased you, and you're his, you belong to him. But there's a reason. You have a reason to live.
2: And the big point reason of this living is that we would testify to Christ.
3: Testify, and then he says this, to small and great, don't you love that? I love that language because Paul knows who's in his audience. He's got kings and governors and all the renowned people, and then there's peasants and poor people and Romans and Jews. He's in a huge crowd, and this is what oh, I'm so excited for Sunday. Sunday, I got Luke two, verse one through ten. It's the, the Christmas story. I come, t- I have good news of great joy for you for all the people. I'm just like, oh, I'm so ready for that. But that's it right here. Small and great, rich, poor, black, white. Why is this, why is Christ relevant for all people? Because all have what? You got it, church. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. See, Christianity, the gospel, it levels the playing field. It don't matter if you're a rich politician or if you're a poor guy. It don't matter if you're good-looking or not good-looking. It don't matter if you're whatever you are. The gospel humbles all human pride and it elevates the poor. We're all in the same playing field. King Agrippa, I'm standing here before you today, before small and great. What he's doing is he's, he's casting the net to everyone who's in the building because they think he, he's just talking to the, to the rich people right now. No, 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 no. If you're here, I'm talking to all y'all. Small and great. Don't you love that? This is evangelism. This is, this is so Oh, I just so love it because I, 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 and I struggle because I forget that. You know, I was talking to a man today, David, on the side of the road. Oh, maybe I shouldn't say to him. It's okay. But he was begging for food and stuff, right? And um, thankfully, I, when I went to Subway, for some reason, I asked Auntie to cut him in two and wrap him in two. I never do that. But anyway, I'm like about to scarf it while I'm driving because it's okay, right? It's legal. Just no phone, but you can eat. Um, and so driving and I see David over there. And I'm like, oh, hey, you like sandwich? Comes up, stoked. What's your name, bro? I'm David. No, no, hey, look at me, man. What's your name, man? David. David, here, you want this sandwich? Here you go, David. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you, David. You know, God, David, God loves you, David. I don't know what you been through, David, but here, here's this sandwich. Jesus cares about you, David. He sees you, green light. Oh, David, I'll see you later. David, small and great. See, we don't believe this. We don't believe it to its truest core. And we have to ask God to re- remind us tonight. Like this is what we're made for. This is what we live for. This is one of the things I love that our church at, on Sundays is so diverse. It's not like we're all local. And it's not like we're all not local. It's not like we're all rich or all poor. Like there's just so much diversity here. Why?
2: Because we all have the basic fundamental need the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Paul is being helped by the hand of God to preach this and he's standing there. It's for all people, small and great. You know, our friends that we want to come to church, they don't
3: know this. They don't see this. They think church is just for the great. It's just for the people that are a little bit more put together. the People that look a little bit more polished in life. I don't know. I don't know what they think. Actually, I do know what they think because I ask them sometimes. You know, that's why a lot of the surfers that I surf with, they don't like come because they're like, car, church for me because I own pothead. And I was like, exactly, you know. (laughs) But see, they need to know this, but they don't know this, but Paul is making it clear. No, this is for all people, small and great. And I'm telling you, I'm telling everyone and then he, he starts to wove connect the dots, saying that nothing what the prophets and Moses said would come to pass. I love this. Just really quick. This is Paul in his great um, biblical theology right here. He's saying, I'm not telling you anything new, anything outside of the Bible, King Agrippa. I'm not here novelty, making up a message. No, this is just straight up from the prophets and Moses. All the Old Testament guys point to Christ. That's why Timothy, when he got saved, young Timothy, grandma Lois, or grandma and mom Lois and Eunice, they raised him up, um, getting him acquainted with the Holy Scriptures. That's Moses and the prophets. And then it says, Paul said, that made you wise for salvation in Christ. Okay, just really quick right there. That's all the Bible pointing to Jesus. And he's saying, I ain't saying anything outside the Bible. Verse 23, that Christ must suffer and that by being the first to rise from the dead, he would proclaim light both to the people and the Gentiles. That's the gospel right there, guys. But I want you to know this, because if you're still afraid and you still have fear and and reluctance to go and tell that to your friends, to your coworkers, to your family members who scoff at you for coming to church, hear this. Paul said, up until this day, I've had the help of God. God is with you. Remember Jesus said, Lo, I am with you always. When did he say that? After he told them, go. Go fishing. We hear this. We know it.
2: We see it. But we're scared. Let's be honest. We're timid. We're afraid. For now. For now. Wait till you get to your knees and you start praying out to God. God, be with me.
3: Until you start realizing things like Psalm 121, I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. And then he defines who the Lord is, who made heaven and earth. Think about it. I got the help of the God who made it all with me. Now who's scared? Where does Paul get all this confidence in his casting of the net? Where does he get all this courage and charisma and boldness? Not from himself. Read his letters. He doesn't boast in himself. It comes from the Lord. I just don't know if we realize who's present with us when we're out there being fishers of men. Who's present with you? He's with you. Here's something for you to think about. You want to know more deeper intimacy and nearness with Jesus? Set yourself, when you wake up in the morning, look in the mirror and say, I'm going to go preach the gospel. I'm going to tell someone what's good today. I'm going to love them. I'm going to love my neighbor as myself with a hope and a means to sharing them the greatest thing that's ever changed my life. See what that day turns out to be like. Wild. So I love using language like
2: adventure to describe my Christianity. It's an adventure. No one said it's going to be safe. (laughs) No one said it's going to be easy. but it's so good he's being helped by the hand of God to
3: preach the gospel remember this and Jesus said John 14, 15 to 16 if you love me and you keep my commandments I'll ask the father and he'll give you another helper
2: listen to how long the helper will be with you forever verse 26 the helper the Holy Spirit that's who the helper is
3: whom the father will send in my name He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all the things that I've said to you. You think Paul was backstage? Well, he couldn't be backstage. He was in chains. You think Paul was in the barracks trying to recite his sermon and figure out, okay, I'm going to say this, then I'm going to say this, and then if they say this, I'm going to say this. Ah, The Holy Spirit was with him. The hand of God was with him. And when it was time to open his mouth, he opened it and all the goodness came out.
2: Brothers and sisters, I want all of us to know this help that comes from the Lord. I dare you. I dare you to go on an adventure with Jesus and the Holy Spirit tonight, this week. I dare you. And you know, I think many of you
3: have taken the dare. because. At our last two church evening prayer meetings, prayer prayer requests, have I mean, praise reports have been going off the chain of various people sharing the gospel and coming to faith. We have four to, or five pending baptisms at our church. Five baptisms on the way.
2: That matters for eternity. I love this. I love that we do this together. And I love that Paul says right here, I've had the help of God. This is why we pray so much. People have told me, why are you so passionate about prayer? And I would reply, I'm just so desperate for help. What else do I do? Not because I'm pious, not because I think I'm better, not because I'm more disciplined. I'm just desperate. I know no other way.
3: You know what prayerlessness really says? I say this a lot. Prayerlessness is a drug. It's, a, it's an addicting drug. Prayerless whatever. Prayerless parenting, prayerless ministry, prayerless church, prayerless pastoring, prayerless whatever you want to put on it. Prayerless going to
2: work. It's a drug. It's addicting. The more you do it, the more you don't pray, you just don't want to pray, okay? But when we are prayerless, what it really says is, God, I don't need your help.
3: That's just really what it says. How can King Jesus
2: be so prayerful when he walked the earth? How can? And we think ourselves, it's just optional. And this is why many
3: of us don't know the help that comes from God. You're missing out. You're missing out on the greatest moments on this side of
2: grace. So I urge and I plead. Know the Holy
3: Spirit. Know the helper. And it starts with a prayer. You can start praying right now in your seat. God be my help my ever-present help. That's Psalm 46. Verse 24. And as he was saying these things, in his defense, Festus said with a loud voice, of course, an interruption comes as you're trying to cast out the net. Paul, you're out of your mind. Your great learning is driving you. uh, Your great learning is driving you out of your mind. Paul says, I'm not out of my mind. Most excellent, Festus. Wow, what grace, yeah? but I'm speaking true and rational words and the King knows about these things. Now, okay. Tune in now. Look at, look at how Paul, he, he kind of deflects the distraction. You can expect that when you're trying to go fishing, when you try to be a fishers of men, when you're trying to do kingdom work, expect distractions, just expect it. You crazy. I'm not crazy, but you're uh, um, excellent. That's just, okay. Anyway, King Agrippa, right? He's staying focused. He, he's not getting thrown off the rails there, but he says, verse 26, for the king knows about these things, and to him I speak boldly. You see what he's doing
2: now? He's, 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 too, he's zoning in. He, he's starting to kind of approach. He's lining up his shot. King Agrippa, I'm speaking to you. I'm speaking to him boldly. I'm persuaded
3: that none of these things has escaped his notice. Come on, the king knows what's going on. He knows what the, what's been going around. He knows the scriptures. He knows what I'm saying. For this has not been done in a corner. The gospel, Jesus, his, his ministry on the earth, it wasn't private, it was public.
2: And then here we go, verse 27. King Agrippa, do you believe? Do you believe? I mean, he's. He's tactful. He, he starts off with something he's expecting him to say
3: yes to already. He should say yes to as a proper Jew. Do you believe the prophets?
2: I know you believe. I think that's a gasp moment, the whole crowd. <gasps> When's the last time a
3: criminal has questioned a king? When's the last time a criminal has questioned a king in a way where like, come on, you? I know you know, I know you believe. You see the boldness here? You see the confidence? You see the care?
2: Paul really believes the gospel can break through to that man's heart. I don't know if we evangelize with that kind of faith.
3: That's why there's times I'm tempted when I'm ministering to a person who's so hardened in heart, I'm just thinking, how do I get out of this conversation? You're not going to believe anyway. She's not going to hear what I'm saying anyway. You guys ever feel or think that? Here's our chance to repent tonight, church. Because Paul, look at Paul. He doesn't. He goes
2: all the way. He gets there. Do you believe? you said to Paul in a short time. Would you
3: persuade me to be a Christian? He knows what he's trying to do. He knows that if he says yes to the prophets, then hello, your whole argument has been Jesus. He, um, fulfills the prophets. So if I believe the Old Testament, then I must believe your New Testament that you're preaching to me. So he deflects that and he says, are you trying to, in such a short time, would you persuade me to be a Christian? And then here we go, Paul. He notices, okay, he's putting up the stiff arm. So what does Paul do? He now addresses everyone in the house. Whether short or long, I would to God, you see that, his prayer, this is all God. I would to God that not only you, Agrippa, okay, I'm
2: talking to you, King, I hear you. But now all who hear me, Look at this fisher of men. He's casting it out wide. And he's pulling that net. All who hear me this day might become such
3: as I am. What is who he is? He's a child of God. He's a Christian. The persecutor is a preacher now. I would to God that everyone in the hearing of my voice would be as I am except for
2: these chains. How beautiful and gracious and powerful. 1 Corinthians
3: 1.18, the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing. That's why Festus, you're crazy. King Agrippa, you're trying to persuade me so fast. The word of the cross, it's
2: folly to those who are perishing. We who preach Christ, Paul says, we're stumbling blocks. But that doesn't stop Paul. Preaching it. Paul's drawing that net. Do you see it? You see him pull. Hear my words now. Because perhaps you'll be in a conversation. Maybe it'll be in the middle of the night. You'll get
3: that phone call and you're there. You're there. You're that friend. You're that brother. You're that sister. That person that you're loving on is broken and they're confused. And you see that window opening. And you're sharing with them. How come? Why are you so this? And how how can you have such? How you you always have the right things to say. I wish I was more like you. And it's like, the it's like there. The it's like Jesus is setting it up. The Spirit setting it up. And you hear these words. You remember this.
2: And you okay. Do you really want to know? And you start to speak of Christ. Maybe you start to talk of your life and what He's done to
3: save you. But you get to who Jesus is and what he's done. You get to the cross. You get to helping them understand. This is why he can save us. He was, he was sinless. He's holy. He's perfect. He's righteous. He, he can forgive sins. Wait, what? Yeah, he can forgive sins. Wait, what? Yeah, he can reset. He can make you new and whole. He has the ability to do that. This is what's happened to me. And they're starting to see it. And wait,
2: what? But you got to get to the point where you say. Friend. What, do you believe? Do you believe? Like, wh- where is all this, everything I'm sharing with you?
3: What's going on? Like, like, like be honest with me. Just what, what's, what's going on in your mind? What are you thinking? You got to call them and invite them. It, it's the way, it's, will you marry me? And at that ceremony, we say, I will.
2: Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't just tell them good, sweet things
3: about God and then not invite them to know him. You can do this, Christian. You were made for it. I believe it. I'm looking at your eyes because I believe that that's who you are. And you will sit with people that I may never sit with. They may never sit in this congregation and sit through 45 minutes of a study like this, but they'll sit with you. They'll listen to you. They'll take your phone call. They'll want to surf with you, golf with you, whatever with you, because you're so cool. But you make sure you get you get them from your coolness to Christ as winsomely and lovingly and patiently as possible. And when that, that moment happens, you can introduce, you can say, would you like to
2: know him? This might sound crazy to you, but you can, you, can, you can experience him tonight. Maybe you're in the house this evening, and this is your
3: moment. And you've never had someone ask you to your soul, because I'm asking you right now, do you believe this? Do you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God? Or does it still sound like craziness to you? And even if it sounds like craziness, I feel
2: you. I empathize with that. I was very skeptical about this in my early years. But I'm asking you, do you believe? Because if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just. He'll forgive and
3: cleanse you because he can. And you trust him. You trust Christ. And if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and he saved you by dying on the tree and raising from the grave, I can tell you with all confidence from the Bible, you're saved. You're saved. You don't make it home tonight in your car. You're fine. Because if tonight's your last night, you'll wake up in glory. I don't know, guys, but that's so good. How can we contain
2: this and keep it in? He drew the net, he cast it. Invite them. The people you've been praying for. God, Acts chapter 4, enable your servants with boldness to keep speaking your word. Pray like that. Get out there. And then here to close, verse 30. Then the king rose. The governor and Berniki and those who were sitting with them, and they withdrew. They withdrew. In other words, no goal. Was Paul a failure? Did he flop it? Did he scrub the kick?
3: Is God and Is God in heaven now mad at Paul? Come on, Paul! Gave you a shot, you took it. They just walked away like it was not even important. They walk away and they say, okay, this guy doesn't deserve him, death or imprisonment. They're convinced that, yeah, he's not a criminal, but whatever he was saying is just
2: not credible. They're, shut, they're, they're, they're saying no to, to the gospel right now. He cast the net, he drew, and he picked up the net, it was empty. At least for those people. Verse thirty-two: This man could have been set free if he didn't appeal to Caesar. I mean, he by appealing to Caesar now he
3: I can't. It's out of my hands. I can't. I can't. Even if, even though he's innocent, I can't let him free because Roman law. I mean, our laws. You got to go. This is Caesar's now. But he would have been set free if he just if he didn't
2: appeal. No, Agrippa, you would have been set free if you had just trusted Jesus. In closing, what we see here is the result of the catch is always in God's hands.
3: The result of the catch
2: is always in God's hands. Paul was not a failure here tonight, church. He was successful. You will go out there and you will cast the net with
3: the people you love the most. Start there. Your family, your children, your parents, your grandparents. Your, your, your BFFs, whoever those are, your coworkers, you will love people. And they will call you crazy. And in this moment, I pray you hear this. You are not a failure. Paul would say, if we were to interview with Paul, hey, so Paul, tell us about that with the king. How is that one? You just, you gave it. It was glorious. And then they just stood up and walked out. How is that? Paul would look at us and say, I would do it
2: all over again. Why? Because it's so good and it's out of my hands. I don't decide who gets saved. That's God's work. Faithfulness
3: is successful. Matthew 25, 21 to 23, his master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. Faithful. You've been faithful. Enter into the joy with your master. Faithfulness. Paul was successful because he was faithful. That's all God asked of him. That's all God asked of us. So I can look at all of you who've been loving your neighbors this week
2: and doing your utmost to share. Well done. Keep on. But they said, no, but they said that keep on. Well done. I like could look at a brother like John,
3: see he'll be like, "Oh, you know, it's it's been a hard week at, at international or whatever he might watch it.
2: You've been faithful, right? Well done. That's all God's asking of us. Leave the results in His hand. Christ is the one who heals and saves and redeems. And oh, Agrippa." the governor, they could have been set free if they had just trusted Christ.
3: And you know, it's kind of fun to think about. Can you imagine that maybe the great
2: walked away, but what about the small people? What about the small people in that house? While Festus was dogging on Paul, they were like, no, that makes sense. Huh? Oh yeah, yeah. I love my Judaism now. It's all complete in Christ. Can you imagine how many families went home that day?
3: Hey, Dad, Mom. You know um, what he was saying. I believe. It's the only God knows. I'll finish with this fun story. So, the memorial service that I'm that I'm going to attend later this week. Um, he was the. My friend was the first. That was the first person I ever cast my net and drew with. He's the first person I ever evangelized. First person I ever shared the gospel with. But you know, a little backstory to that is, he he was not on my radar. I was actually trying to witness to his girlfriend. Uh, we grew up in elementary school together. We were close friends and we were in the same a lot of the same classes. And so I'm young in my faith and I'm just like, wow, oh, just gonna love someone, love everybody, and you know, boom, this girl's on my radar, and I'm like, wow, oh, start praying for her. Um we have friendship. We go way back. And then, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. invite your boyfriend too. And then comes over and she's like, oh, you know what? My boyfriend's kind of pissed at you. Like why? He thinks like, he thinks like you're trying to like come after me. I'm like, well, no, tell him no, no, no. It's not even like that. Like, I got no feelings for you. He's like, oh, he's like really mad at you. He actually wants to fight you. Like, well, tell him to come talk to me. It's okay. Like let's, let's get this all square. And he's he's and he comes. He's all mad. And like, oh, you probably caught You talking to my girl? And I'm like, no, dude, it's not like that. And then we come to find we're in the same in the same history class together. The only juniors in a freshman history class, and so we're stuck to sit next to each other. And and I'm thinking now.
2: Well, now I know this guy. I get my gear up, start casting my net. Months go by. I,
3: I forget about the girlfriend. He starts attending church with me. Leads to him, me, and him having a gospel conversation at KMS right down here. The next week, oh, Chris, my girlfriend, she's mad at you.
2: What's wrong with me now? We're spending so much time
3: together. We surf all the time and talking about Jesus and stuff. She, she hates you. Oh my
2: goodness! Is how? But you know it's crazy. It's you cast the net. You have no idea what God's doing. You know, just cast that thing out and a pool. I might think this is the person. And lo and behold, I didn't know the person's right here. Guys, just, just enjoy the Lord and tell him what's good. Have fun. It will be hard. It will be wild. But I promise you,
3: time of your life. So I get to go and celebrate his home going
2: this weekend. He's with him. He beat me. And I'm so thankful that I got to participate. It's something that matters for him right now. And the work's not done. I'm praying for his wife. And I'm praying for his sister. And his nephew. And his... Because they don't know this faith. That he had. But here's the thing. Some of them want to. So pray for me. Because we're all doing this together. In closing. We'll close with a song. But this is one of the things. Like understand this about a church. Is.
3: We're all going to spread out. And go and, and live our individual lives. But in Spirit. Like, we are actually all doing this together. There's a powerful thing in corporate prayer when we pray together. Like, oh my gosh, the spirit shows up in power. You better believe, even though Paul was on the stand, he wasn't by himself. Guarantee all the boys was praying. Someone was praying. So as we sing, as we get ready to sing, and even as Trevor kind of gets ready, use that space. Use this space now to pray big big prayers recommission your soul don't forget why you exist and why you're here guys time is short
2: i don't know how much longer we have do something that matters for eternity and let's do it together
3: if you're here tonight and you're just really receiving this and, and it's just starting to
2: for you then i invite you and ask you to pray and come to your King Jesus and get right through Christ
3: by his blood, confess your sins. You know, don't leave tonight without getting prayed over. Don't leave without sharing someone with someone what's going on in here. Don't do that. Don't just slip
2: away. Don't, don't do it. at grip of them. Just withdraw. No respond. Today is the day of salvation. Let's pray. Okay. Yes, yes yes Yes. okay that's good. that's good i got a text from my too. Okay. yeah we'll we'll pray for um for for her and everybody
3: father we know that right now even in the moment of this prayer there's a trillion things you're doing there's a lot of orchestration that's going on we think of our sister who was brought up earlier who's ministering to a friend even right now we pray that you would bless and keep her that your spirit would be upon her that you give her the words of life um, and that you would help her to even share and testify to christ to cast that net and draw it we ask that you'd help all of us lord this is not a job merely for the pastor this is in fact actually a job for us all We all here in Christ are saints.
2: We're all priest kings. We all have access to you. And that blows my mind.
3: We all have a resource that's from heaven that is unending. All we need to do is ask. So we ask you, Holy Spirit, to come now in fire and in power, save, send fill us up i pray that our hearts would beat for eternity like it's never beat before and that we'd live on purpose with purpose and this purpose is the cause of christ do it we pray lead us and even as we sing let these things become more true in our hearts and in our minds that it might flow out of our hands and feet thank you jesus for another evening of study and worship in christ's name we pray Amen.
0: And when before the throne I stand in him complete, Jesus died my soul is saved, my lips shall still read me. Jesus paid it all all to him i owe sin had left a crimson stain he washed it white as snow jesus paid it all and all to him i owe Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. Amen. And as Jesus casts us out for the rest of this week, we pray that we may be filled
2: with great joy for the work that he is Placed before us. It don't matter if the fish don't bite. It'll be all right. All right. Amen.